this is uh, Jennifer Jones, and I'm at uh, the SAS uh, Con Conference in uh, Santa Clara, California, and I'm here with Michael Mankowski, who's VP and Senior Analyst of Tier 1 Research. So, Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. We are going to be talking about the future of SAS and the, and the current market of SAS. So my first question is really, what is the current market, and what does it look like today? Well, the current market is rapidly expanding right now in, in software as a service. What we're seeing is the 800-pound gorilla in the market is obviously Salesforce.com with their bombastic CEO, Mark Benioff, and the, and the marketing message. But there are a plethora of smaller companies, known, uh, pretty much ISVs, independent software vendors, looking to grow and develop a software as a service business model. And the advantage of a software-as-a-service business model is that it's a recurring revenue model based on subscription revenue, which is completely counter to the traditional license maintenance of, say, an Oracle or an SAP business model. So what, um, what, what do you think the future is then? I mean, how does it differ from where you are today? Well, the, the future in SaaS is predicated on small and mid-market companies realizing the value that they can extract out of these applications. I mean, large enterprises have always purchased Oracle and SAP applications and know that there is value in an on-premise solution. Small mid-market companies are just beginning to realize that they can access the same functionality that large enterprises have had for years at a fraction of the cost and a very quick implementation cycle. So as these companies get it, SaaS is ready to explode. So what would you offer a company that's coming and saying, okay, look, I want to get into this and, and I have to get into this, and what kind of advice would you give them? Well, you have to, you have to understand the business model. Again, it's not a client, server, or a licensed maintenance business model. It's a recurring revenue business model. It's a based on multi-tenant architectures, which is what I use the term all for one, one for all. Every user is using the same instance of the application. And that allows the provider to have to maintain only one version of code Whereas, in, again, in a traditional on-premise solution, there may be 50 different versions of an Oracle application. And for Salesforce.com, there's one instance of the app that needs to be maintained. So who are some players in this market today? Well, as a, as a um, provider of software as a service, obviously Salesforce.com right now, Intellium, uh, Taleo's out there in human capital management, uh, which is a very hot area right now. Um, success factors, um, and then there are the infrastructure players like Verizon Business and Opsource and Savas and Navisite, um, the, the, the latter two starting to get some buzz in the marketplace, but certainly we see that Opsource, Verizon Business sort of pushing the envelope when it comes to software as a service, providing the back-end infrastructure that allows an ISV to focus on what they do well, which is write code. So what do you really like about Verizon and what they're offering? Well, what was interesting today in a discussion with Verizon was the Akamai partnership and the whole message around having a global footprint that allows them to deliver 
across the globe. And one of the things I highlighted at our SAS conference about a month ago was that the opportunity is right for ISVs and SAS companies to establish pre their presence in Europe and in AP before their competition. And I believe the winners will be the ones who get established across the globe sooner than later. So global is obviously very important, and Verizon is obviously very global. So what, what would you say is the difference in sort of the out of the U.S. markets versus um, an AP market, for example? Well, again, it all goes to adoption, and, and if you look at AP, the... Asia-Pacific. I'm sorry, yeah, Asia-Pacific, yeah. yes. The proliferation of mobile devices. There are a lot more mobile devices in AP than there are in the U.S., so it's can you create an application and can you deliver it on a mobile device? Because a lot of folks are working via mobile devices. The adoption of mobile is, is a lot um, more robust, I guess, in, in AP than it would be here. The other thing that's important to understand is just the networking and the, and the internet infrastructure in different regions can have an impact on the response time and the latency of the application. So again, having data centers in various locations and this partnership with Akamai allows the content vis-a-vis -vis the app to be delivered a lot quicker and provide the user with a more engaged and responsive environment. So in terms of other parts of the world where mobile is really important besides the Asia Pacific, what countries do you think that they should be in. China is just on fire right now. I mean, whether you're a manufacturing company or a software company, everyone sees gold in China. Um, and one of the sort of uh, ancillary benefit of SaaS is the piracy issue sort of goes away because it's all delivered from a single data center and there's no CDs to worry about. But um, everyone's moving into China and a company like CDC Corporation, which is a um, U.S.-based software company is, is partnering with Microsoft in, in China to get some software-as-a-service apps up and running. So um, we are seeing some, some um, uh, everybody just wants to be in China. I think that is the hot, the hot area right now. We're having a lot of noise here in, <laughs> in the SASCON conference, and uh, uh, I'm just talking to Michael Mankowski. So um, in terms of real challenges that you think people are going to face with this outside of the U.S., what would those challenges be? Well, I think the challenges are, are whether, whether it's international or U.S., the challenges are it's a change in mindset of delivering software. So whether you're an SAP who's based in Germany or an Oracle that's based here, it's a mindset around selling a recurring revenue model versus selling license and and um, and maintenance. So it's a cultural issue within the organization that will need to change in order to get to be a successful software as a service company. Um, again, the other thing is where your data centers are and having a footprint that can deliver across the globe. And those two things are, from an infrastructure perspective and from an ISV perspective, are very important. Great. Well, Michael, thank you very much for joining me here on this podcast. I've been talking to Michael Minkowski, who's VP and Senior Analyst for Tier 1 Research. Thank you for the podcast. Uh, always a pleasure. Thanks, Jennifer.